everybody, and welcome to Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and we got a small crew tonight. If you could introduce yourself, going around to the right. Hey, it's Rob Alessiani. And David Danella. Uh, tonight we will be doing our, uh, the first part of our previously on, uh, our recap episode. We're going to hit a couple of the uh, main areas, and we'll chat about them, let you know where <coughs> things left off. Uh, yeah. So you don't have to go back and Wikipedia things. You don't have to go back and watch the entire season. Yep. We are going to cover all of it for you. Um, before we do, though, I want to let you know that we are doing a new contest, uh, which will probably end by the end of the month. We'll, we will announce a new official end date soon. Uh, but for now, all you need to do is go online uh, to iTunes and rate and review Stark Raven Mad, preferably favorably, and you could win a... Uh, what a Game of Thrones T-shirt? Oh no, we said. Oh, we book. said we were no the the, the, the Duncan Egg compilation. Yeah, uh, the A Night of the <clears throat> Seven Kingdoms, I believe it's called. Um, the tale compilation. Uh, the Dunk. Uh, what is it called? The compilation uh, of the Tale of Duncan Egg. Yeah. Um, if you act right now, we're going to throw in an Eighth Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Bonus that's kingdom. Free. Yeah. That's uh. That's the rumor, right? That's that the there's rumor. an Eighth Kingdom, yeah. secret yeah. kingdom behind the uh, behind Valeria. Well, isn't that Sotheros? Well, no, those are the continents, but somebody was like, um, somebody was like, yo, George, your book is about, there's going to be seven books because there are seven kingdoms, but aren't the Targaryens the kind of their own thing? Shouldn't there be eight books? And he's like, ha ha ha, yeah. (laughs) And then everybody was like, and he's like, hey, hey, George, uh, finish a book first. Finish (laughs) one. There's the, there's the, there's the conspiracy, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory, but like, George has, has not written another page page in like, in like three years. Ten years, years, yeah. 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 Uh, so all you have to do is go to iTunes, rate and review Stark Raven Med, preferably favorably, and you could be entered to win the Night of Seven, Night of Seven Kingdoms uh, compilation for the Tale of Duncan Egg. Uh, uh, secondary contest. Follow me, Philly D-Way. That's <laughs> at Philly, P-H-L-L-Y-D-D-E-E, Way, W-A-Y. Um, and tweet at me your predictions for uh, this season. We're going to be doing a predictions episode soon. And uh, best predictions we'll get on the air. That's all you get. But I'll shout out everybody who follows me. Well, speaking of Twitter, follow us at SRM Podcast. And let us know who you are so that when you do rate and review the podcast, we know uh, who to contact. Yeah, uh, or who to come if, after. If you should win. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> We'll get to the other stuff as we as we go we go through uh, as far as sponsors and one thing I'm going to throw out there, uh, but there was one thing that came up as far as news goes. Uh, it, it pertained to Brienne, uh-huh. Brienne uh-huh. of Tarth, yeah, Gwendolyn Christie, uh, Captain Phasma, yeah, right. Uh, she apparently is going to have a much bigger role in this episode or in, in this, this in this season, yeah. which isn't saying very much. Because yes. she just kind of stood around. I know. feel like everybody's going to have a bigger role in this season. What does that mean? Um, last season, very little plot happened. Yeah, the needle did not move nearly as much as the season before. Yeah, yeah. I I, I can get I can uh, I'll co-sign that. <laughs> um, I think that I. Did Brienne not have that big of a... I feel like we constantly had Brienne on screen last season. Yeah, and she was waiting for things. Yeah, well, that was what the whole season was for every yeah. character. Um, I just want... I just want Blackfish. I want the Blackfish to have any 
any role this season. Yeah. I want the Blackfish, and I want Greyjoy's. And that's all. Well, we know you're getting Greyjoy's. Um, God. But as far as Brienne goes, this is stuff that she has she said. has come out and said. That, that she is very, very excited about her uh, role in kind of stepping out uh-huh. in this in this coming, coming so, season. I, and I, I, I believe know. this, but... With my baby. <laughs> has anybody ever, when, been, when being interviewed about a show, been like, I'm not excited... My part's been reduced. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you? I'm looking for to other me? jobs. Uh, yeah. Please close the stall door. Yeah, I'm I, trying to finish. Thank God these, for Captain Phasma. Yeah, I was gonna say I need the Star Wars money bad. <laughs> Get yeah. it? Is uh, she? She's got to be like the twelfth billing on that. It's all good. It's all Star good. Wars money. Twelve yeah. billion on Star Wars is good money. Well, yeah. there were several people, as you and I, uh, David and I discussed, uh, several Game of Thrones connections in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jojen. Jojen yep. was in there. Yeah, he was one of the uh, Nazis, right? One of the what? One yeah, of the, one of the, he one of the space, space Nazis. Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie as Captain Phasma. One of the Sand Snakes, I can't remember her yeah. name, was one of the rebel pilots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, who was and coming in, the, in BB-8 season 6? Was Tyrion. Yep. <laughs> yeah, BB-8 was Tyrion. Rude. <laughs> yeah, so rude. Um, uh, the, 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 the tree, the tree man. What's his name? He was an Ent. Oh, um, yeah. no, 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 uh, of course, um... The three Max Ragnar. von Sydow yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. at the beginning. He was the guy who got killed for the map. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then there was one or two other smaller roles yeah. that were also in there. Well, look when you have when you have a cast of predominantly British sounding actors, you, you're going to go to the same well, and this show goes to that well, and Star Wars goes to that well. Yeah, we and were just missing um, what's her name, uh, McGonagall. Yeah. I know Dame Judi Dench. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Maggie Smith. Maggie, Maggie Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Potter Skywalker. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. Uh, and one other quick bit of news that's been in the uh, news uh, the last week and a half or so was one report came out that the writers were responding to criticisms that the show uh, was too rapey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's valid criticism. Uh, that the... the, the and they were pulling things back this episode or this this, this season. season. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. They were pulling. The rape? They were toning things. Down. They were toning things down. They were uh, they were toning some things down this season as, in reaction to criticisms for last season and previous seasons. Uh, but then D and D came out basically and said, "Nah, we're not. <laughs> nah, Savannah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. We're not doing anything like that. We're not. We don't. We're, we kind of live in a vacuum when we're when we're doing this stuff, uh, and we're not reacting or uh, writing to please anybody but what we feel is best. And it's a perfect response um, because I do believe that they probably did dial stuff back because the reaction was um, fierce and legitimate. To like just how rapey things were last season to to use that it was, word it was a little gratuitous um, but but their react but their thing was perfect right is so they so this report comes out and then these guys say uh, we have not done anything so they evade the wrath of their fanboys because if you say yeah we did that then the fanboys go oh great you've censored the content you know if you if you're not mature enough to handle it you shouldn't be able to handle it but you but we don't want you softballing anything so they yeah, you know so the voters yeah so those so <laughs> so these internet fanboys uh can't make that claim yeah. and then whatever happens like you know like nobody's going to be like 
ah, it doesn't feel as rapey as it should have been. Like, <laughs> you can't say, like, nobody's going to say that. No, if you say that, you're going to sound like a fool. Yeah. So they get to say that they have done exactly what their artistic vision was. Which, in this case, was toning it back. Which was toning it back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. well done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at this time, I'm going to hand it over to uh, David Danella, who will be uh, kind of starting the process of going through... Uh, the kingdoms, uh, where we leave different things last mm. season, uh, as we head into season six of Game of Thrones. That is, oh, yeah, yeah. that is correct. Um, for anybody who's listening and is interested in how you get ahead in life, what I've learned is that you know those movies where somebody just like walks into a room with a clipboard that they borrowed from a painter, uh-huh. and uh, suddenly, next thing you know, they're an executive VP. Yeah, yeah, we know those movies. Yeah, we, you know those movies. Um, yeah. That is like very much how I have gotten forward in life. So the way I've become the meta host for these last two episodes is that I literally just printed out an outline. Of he didn't things. even print it out this time. This time I just sent it to Mike and told him to print it. But by mere virtue of me producing an outline, yeah. I have become the captain of the ship. No, yeah. I'm the captain. No, Mike the captain. Look me. Yeah, tell Look the me. truth. I'm but, the captain. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I, I'm going to be the uh, the person guiding us through. I'm very much the, uh, whoever that guy is who uh, does the river sticks. I should have had that in my pocket. Oh, you're the, you're the, you're the, you're Michael the, fer- you're, the you're the fairy man? Yeah, I'm the fairy man. I re- used to remember his oh, name. That's river dance. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Whatever it is. So we're going to begin with one of the smaller... in here. (laughs) We're going to begin with one of the smaller and more isolated storylines so that we don't have to get into all the weaving that normally happens. And that's Bravos, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Bravos. Yeah, or as we were calling it, Bor- we had many we had many locales yeah, last season that Bravo, we, Borvos, Born, uh, Bors Landing. Yeah, Winter fell asleep. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're going to no fun. <laughs> so we're going to start with Bravos. Uh, and uh, and which is um, and really what we're starting with is Arya's storyline. <laughs> um, so at the beginning of the season, Arya arrives in Bravo. She's um, she's delivered the iron or, or not the she's delivered the coin. Yep. To um, the ferry or not, not the ferryman, but the boatsman who takes her to the house of black and white. At the end of last season, yeah, yep, which was the best. Yes, yep. and she gets to the house of black and white. Uh, goes to the door. And there's a, a magic Negro. Yeah, the bouncer. Yeah, and he says, nope. And she waits. Yeah. I just bought some from your friends. Yeah. Uh, she waits, and she waits, and she waits, and um, the doors don't open. And then eventually she gets attacked by, you know, a group of those... Westerosi. Those classic Westeros. Westerbros. Like, yeah, Westerbros. <laughs> who, uh, you know, who are like, oh... Here's a girl. Let's rape her. Yeah. Um, and um, the old black man saves her. Yep. Uh, one thing leads to another, which is that he peels off his face. Yeah. And, and of it's Jake and Hagar. That's right. Our boy. Our boy from uh, from Harrenhal. Yeah. Our good friend. So um, so he said he brings her in and he says, "All right, you got to learn. You got like you." You want to come? You got to serve. You got to bec- learn how to be no one. Did he ever look at his face at the time? Like shit! I never thought you were gonna really use that coin I gave you. But he was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, damn it! I, I can't remember. It's what like it when was. it's like when your girlfriend gives you like a free back massage coupon for Valentine's Day, and you're like, yo, 
Cash like, are you actually hand. showing me the like, coupon? What are you? What are you using that? Oh, all right. No, I, I think it's when you uh, when you like you make a friend in like Vegas or something like that. And you see him, and, like, and you say like, and then you say like. Hey man, if you're ever in Philly, like look me up. Yeah, and yeah. You get a Facebook I'm in message. Philly. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Philly. Mind if I crash in your place for four nights? And you're like, ah, hotel hey. fell through. Yeah. I got a studio. All right. <laughs> and then you let your cat out. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you lose your cat. <laughs> so anyway, um, so Arya's in the house of black and white, and uh, she, uh, she's kind of shepherd from Jake and over to this new character who is called the Waif. I don't think this character is ever named. It's a thin girl. Where do you get Waif from? What? Where'd you get Waif? Waif is what she's named in the book. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what she, how she's credited in the show itself, but in the book, she's called the Waif. Yeah. Um, so she meets the Waif, and um, they kind of silently do work together. Yeah. She's teaching then, her how to wash bodies. Yeah. She's teaching her how to fold clothes. You know. And then eventually the Waif says, who are you? Yeah. And Arya answers. First time she says, I'm Arya Stark. And the Waif slaps her. And, oh. and uh, the Waif just keeps doing this until Arya, I believe, says no one? I think she no, one. no one, yeah. But yeah. even then she gets slapped, right? Sure. Because then eventually what she figures out is that the name of the game is to tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can tell a lie as long as she believes that it's the truth. Yeah. So they start playing this game, and once Arya says, I'm no one, and doesn't get slapped, uh, she goes and discards all her possessions. Yeah. Except for Needle. Yeah, oh, she ain't yeah. throwing that thing away. Puts that under a rock. Yeah. Um, so she's playing this game, she's getting slapped around, and she's yet to tell a successful lie. Um, and uh, eventually what happens, where the people come to the house of black and white to die, essentially. Yeah. So um, you drink the water from the well, you die. A girl is sent to the house of black and white by her parents, and they and she's not told what she's doing. Yeah. And Arya takes this girl, and she says, "Listen, I used to be sick the way you're sick. Yeah. But then I drank from this water, and I felt great. I felt perfect, skin glowing, and all that. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, early rising. The girl says, "Do you mean it? I'm just in so much pain." She says, "If you drink this water, all your pain will go away." And then she winks hard at her. And yeah. I was like, what was that about? She winks yeah, so right. hard that, like, the, it's the only time Game of Thrones has really done, like, what you would call a sound effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and it's just like, ca- bing! And yeah. the closed caption said, squish. Yeah. Um, so she winks at this girl, and uh, and the girl drinks the water uh-huh. and dies. And this was Arya's first, this was our baby's first lie. Yeah. Um, and so they, In the House of Black and White. In the House of Black yeah, and White. Yeah. Um, and so then Jake and Hagar comes to her and he says, you know, he, he plays the game with her and he says, who are you? And she keeps saying, I'm no one. And he's like, I don't believe you're no one yet. She's getting beat with a stick this time, too. Yeah. And he says, I don't believe you're no one yet, but I think you're ready to be somebody else. Yeah. And so, and thus is born Lana, the oyster girl. Uh, Lana is instructed to um, spy on this insurance salesman who's been like commit, who's been refusing to pay out uh, death benefits to families. Um, yeah, shipmen. Yeah, yeah. boatmen, boatsmen, sailors. Um, while she's spying, uh, Marin Trent and Mace Tyrell show up. Uh, uh, we will get into why they show up in a later point because that it's too much circular yeah. stuff to do that. 
Um, but Arya's like, oh, this whole job I was given by these people that can change their face and do all this magic shit, I'm going to abandon that. Yeah. Because uh, And she follows Marin Trent to a whorehouse and observes that he likes young girls. Ah. Yuck. Um, gross. So Yikes. Arya sneaks back to the House of Black and White. We don't see this happen, but she sneaks back to the House of Black and White. She steals a face. She goes back to the whorehouse as the youngest, most innocent little thing. Marin Trent says, that's the one I want. As soon as he says, that's the one I want, everybody leaves the room and Arya kills him. And she kills him majorly. Yeah, she Cuts his eyes. Hard kills him. Did she cut out his tongue too? She, I, don't so. I don't remember Okay, that. she... Definitely cuts him in both eyes, and like it's a it's a major thing. And she asks him if he remembers her and all that stuff. But he was on he was on the list. He was on the list. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he was on the list because he, For he threatened uh, Sansa. Sansa. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's so crossing people off that list. Yeah. So Arya comes back. Uh, Jake and Hagar is like, "Where you been?" And she's like, "Oh, nowhere." And oh, he's like, that. He's like, "You're telling ducktails right now." Uh, <laughs> and he molly whopped her. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "You owe like." You took a life that wasn't yours to take. You owe me, like, a life is owed now. Yeah. Um, and the back rope. Yeah, and so he pulls yeah. out He pulls out some poison. She's scared. She doesn't want to drink it. He's like, this isn't for you. It's for me. Yeah. He drinks the poison. Dies. She's like, oh, no, this was my guy. Like, I yeah. fucked this up majorly. Uh, she goes to him. She touches his face. It's the waif. Yeah. Then she pulls the face again. It's him. It's him. Then she pulls the face again. It's Rob. Pulls the face again. It's everybody from her life. Yeah. Closing yeah. all those apps. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, the waif pulls off the mask, and now and that's Jaken again. Yeah. And Arya pulls off mask after mask after face after face. Final face is Arya herself. She goes blind. Yeah. And that's she goes blind in that cool movie way where her eyes go like completely black. Ooh, yeah. 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 Um, and and that's Arya's arc. Um, it, for the listeners out there, in terms of uh, it, on the page um, written out, this is what twenty sentences. Yeah, it's uh, not long. Yeah, it's not long. Um, what do we think? Big happens with this character this season? Or are we not? So we're not doing yeah, predictions, yeah, yeah. but I but I wanted so so instead, rather than it be a prediction, uh, let's talk about how we felt about her arc and whether or not and uh, and whether it was satisfying did we see things or was there anything interesting that is worth pointing out to remember I think this arc mm-hmm. is very much a it is a good example of the main issues of this season which is not much going on uh, uh, at while there is too much going on overall uh, and we're trying to condense a whole lot of big moves into small amounts of time, yeah. small amounts of screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, although I did like what uh, what was done last season with her, um, it, it, was, it seemed unfocused, uh, which, again, is just a, a symptom uh, of the, the bigger issue of the, of the <clears throat> season. Yeah. I think, uh, think Arya's arc gave me one of the most thrilling elements of the entire season which was Jockin's return like that was I don't know why like characters returns from being like seasons gone is just always so exciting to me mm-hmm. which is why like I will lose my mind yeah. if the Blackfish is in this season yeah 
Uh, I'll lose my mind if if Dumb Dumb Brother from River Run is in this season, just because, like... Edmure? Yeah. I'll just be like, cool, the Tullys are back. Yeah. You know? Any um, Tully, any Tully. Any, give me any Tully. Give me a Tully. Just, um, um, that was such a great... When, when, when Jockin was there, you were like, yes. Yes, this is cool. Um... Marin Trant getting it was 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 pretty substantial sure. in terms of satisfaction. Yeah. Um, I am, in the grand scheme of things, the Bravo storyline is one that I am absolutely showing up for this season. Like, yes, maybe second only to Greyjoy's in terms of my my excitement level about uh, about this. Mainly to see what happens with. Um Mace Tyrell, I'm sure. Sure. And also... <laughs> see him sing more in the, uh, in oh, the Bravo Square. Also, I think that this is, this is definitely a storyline where we are caught up to the books. Yes. And so I have been waiting for some... I've been waiting for more information about this in any form for five years now. You know? So... Let me ask a question. And I, I, I feel like I somewhat know the answer. But I just... I, I'll, I guess I'll pose it a little bit. First, also. So, when George R. R. Martin was originally writing the books, he envisioned at some point in books, and I cannot remember exactly what that point was, but I think it was between books two and three. He envisioned that there would be a five-year time jump. Um, It's part of the reason why all the characters in the books are so young. Uh Because they were only supposed to start out young and then like so like Arya being 11 in the books is she supposed to be 16 uh-huh. and then you know same with Rob same with all they're supposed to be older than they were out of the way that out of the way would the show have benefited from a time jump and I'll and I and I mean specifically what I think about like uh, Bran's character for instance was out this season yeah is Arya's character and based on what happened in Bravos. I mean, I think there were some interesting things that happened. But would all of this have benefited from a time jump and then being slightly truncated, even within this, and added to whatever's going to happen to her in Season 6? Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen to her in Season 6. We know she's in it. We know she's in it, though. Um, and like, I don't think we're going to see too many characters left out wholesale like we did with Bran. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I, I sure hope not. Because yeah. at this point, like you're running out of time, yeah. You know, like in a in a serious way. What are we? Is this season six? This is season six. So there's two more. We're doing. We're going to seven seasons. Yeah, uh, at least. And plus, a there might be a um, Robert's Rebellion movie, which would be dope. It would I, be good. It would be. It would, it would, be, it would right. be. It would be awesome. Um, I mean, we we talked before about uh, the Robert's Rebellion. I think it was the last episode and elements of that. So, yeah. Um, but. But uh, what I was going to say was, uh, as far as the lifespan of the of the series, I think it's I think it's going to go eight yeah. seasons. I think it's a little bit like Harry Potter and the Hunger Games. Yeah. In that, I know they don't want to milk it, but if they want to do justice to the amount of content that's being created, the books have gone up in size exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to but, answer your yeah, question, yes. To answer your question, I don't think that it would have that like coming back to Arya with a much more truncated part of this story, and then not seeing like let's say 
let's say what we just described, we see like her arrival, and then the first thing that happens is the first thing that happens is she bumps into Marin Trant. In the, she goes to the house of black and white. She's turned away. Marin Trant shows up the house of black and white. She kills him. Old black dude takes off his face, and it's Jack Nagar, and he's like, "You took a life. Now a life must be gaming." And she's like, "No, like just wait. Wait. Now that I'm thinking about it. This is way cooler. <laughs> this is way cooler." The first thing that happens, Arya gets there. She knocks on the door. Old black guy answers, "Nah, nothing here for you, girl." She waits. Next thing that happens is Marin Trant comes. She stabs him, kills him right in front of the house, of black and white. Old black guy answers the door. Oh my god, you killed a guy. Oh, guess what? It's me, Jackin. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. I gotta go kill myself now because the life's owed. Then she turns blind. And this all happens in like one thing. Yeah, that might be cool. That might be kind of dope. <laughs> I don't know though. I think uh, that the... I don't think the show would have benefited. Because I like the way that the show has done everything. Uh, but I do think that the... And also the show has aged the uh, the Fine kids. Wine. Uh, so I think that they, they benefit from that. The, the books... And I'm still only... I've only uh, gotten up to three. Um, so I think the books could have possibly done something like that uh, in between one and two. But that would really be only be the... That would be the only time that I thought it would really make sense to do it. If they were going to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, it definitely would have been a smaller time jump. Uh, but anyway. Okay. Cool. So, any other thoughts about this uh, this Bravos arc? What does Arya represent at this point in the story? She represents like kind of the she represents one of the surviving tendencies of Winterfell and the Starks, the the fire of the Stark name and 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 the and the fighting spirit of Winterfell. Right. Like Sansa represents more of the Tullys. I She's think, kind of like going with pressure. the flow, yeah. like anything that comes her way that, you know, like a trout in a river. Yeah. She's going to, she's going to survive. Arya, uh, and then Bran represents like the old, the old gods of Winterfell where, you know, not necessarily like this Robert's Rebellion side of Winterfell, but like, no, we, our roots go very deep and, and he's the only one attacking what's, well, I think he will be the only one attacking what really matters at this point, and that's the unless it turns out that he is in fact part of what really matters. very true. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. This is a lot of speculation, though. Uh, um, and then, so I guess, but it, just to finish your thing, so John would then be the winter is coming factor of Winterfell, right? He's the he is the John is rational. The yeah, he is the rational. Um, John yeah, is we, the most Eddard yeah. of the bunch. Yeah, you know, most um, dead. Yeah, most deadard. Um, for now, uh, he's not deader than Rob. He's not deader than Rob. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think Arya represents kind of. I think Arya more than anything is like the audience's surrogate in this whole thing. Or like, or at least she. I feel like she's mine. She she's doing what I would want to see myself doing if I was put in this world. Like just being like, I'm going my own way. Everything's insane. I'm just gonna go try and survive and become a badass. So I'm very much looking forward to Arya in this next season. Yeah, I feel like Arya is, is maybe see. more than anybody the person, uh, especially particularly the Starks, who has the most control and agency over what she does. Yeah, she's. She's very much the goer of them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So now we're going to move on to Dorne, and we're going to do a quick uh, we're going to do a quick aside to starting King's Landing, just to say 
that um, the Dorn storyline really starts with uh, Jamie and Cersei at uh, Lord Tywin's funeral. Yeah. And... Uh, I miss him so much. And Tywin telling... Uh, Tywin telling... Cer- I mean, uh, Cersei telling Jamie that he's weak. Yeah. That he ain't shit. He ain't got no arm. And that... Uh, you and can't then, fuck this. And pretty much, pretty. I mean, so she pretty much belittles him. Says she wants nothing to do with him. Jamie's like, I, mi- I love you. I miss you. She's like, I'm not into you. Yeah. So he says, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm gonna go to Dorn. I'm gonna <laughs> get Mer- I'm gonna get our baby back. Uh, goes to Bron. Yeah. Says Bron, listen, baby. I know you've been promised a cat. I'm gonna get you a better castle, better wife. Yeah. You just gotta come do one thing with me. Yeah. And the thing is, go to Dorn. Well, Cersei received the, uh, the, necklace. the necklace, yes, yeah, uh, which didn't uh, bode well for yeah. Young well, herself. the necklace came on a crazy snake, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a spring-loaded cobra, right? Yeah, you know, uh, which which led to a lot of the like, hey, we got to do something. I would this. like to think that everyone in Dorne's like, what? We gave her the traditional spring-loaded cobra of our people. <laughs> this is our finest yeah. accommodation. Yeah. What? What do you mean? What more does she did want? She, did she notice the emeralds in the eyes of the spring-loaded cobra? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. So um, so Jamie says, "This is an opportunity. I'm going to go back." Yeah. But he's like, "I can't fight. I still can't fight." Yeah. Uh, I'll bring Bron. Bron's like, right hand "Fine. Hand. I uh, I have made a very good life for myself out of Bron's uh, that dude with the clipboard." Yeah, Bron is that dude with the clipboard. He he shows up. Does and, his job well. Yeah, shows up, has a clipboard, and next thing out. he knows, they're like, hey, have some stock options, yep, buddy. Yep. Um, meanwhile, Bron, kid? I like the cut of his jib. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Sand Snakes, who are introduced this season, <sighs> the Sand Snakes. Uh, yeah. Oh, better. <laughs> better. Um, are, uh, are talking to their. I guess we'll call them surrogate mother. They're all different children of Oberyn. Yeah. Um, but they like Ilaria Sand, and she's kind of their leader. Yeah. And they're mad at Prince Doran, their uncle. Yeah. Uh, Prince Doran is the head of the House Martell, which is, by proxy, the head of Dorne. Yeah. The uh, only the... independent kingdom of the Seven Kingdoms. The only one that never knelt to the Iron Throne. Yes. Um, the... Uh, so, they're mad because he didn't avenge Oberyn. The Sand Snakes... Want to kill Marcella and declare war on the false king Tommen. Um, Prince Doran is very much somebody who's like, no, yeah. take it easy. Let's Everybody be measured. Cool out here. It's hot as shit in this territory. Yeah. Be easy. The wolf's on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you had to say. Um, um, so that's so the Sand Snakes are doing that. Jamie and Bronn. Um, show up on a. They get dropped off on a beach. What hijinks well, ensue? Man. This yeah, is a it's hijinks-y. just a hijinksy. Yeah, this is. I mean, this literally is Bing Crosby and Bob Hope yep. in X Land. Yeah, um, <laughs> X Land. The. I mean, Braun literally. They get off the boat and Braun says, "Huh, we should have killed those sailors because the first thing they're going to do is snitch." And Jamie's like, "Why would they snitch?" And plus, they don't know who we are. We use fake names. He's like, "Oh yeah, there are a lot of people with golden hands." Yeah. Riding around. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're caught. Why I oughta. They're caught immediately. Yeah, they immediately. win a fight. They win a fight. They steal the clothes. Meanwhile, the Sand Snakes have caught the boat that dropped them off. Yeah. And they've got snitches. Yeah. 
So they know what the plan is and they say, oh, this plan is an excellent opportunity to kill Marcel ourselves. Yeah, they just want to kill Marcel. Yes. Um, They're like blood for blood. Mm-hmm. Oberyn, our dude, got his eyes pushed in. Yeah. Head smushed. Yeah. Yeah. So Jamie and Bronn sneak into the palace. The Sand Snakes sneak into the palace, um, planning to ambush Jamie and Bronn. It's like a goddamn Scooby-Doo episode. They engage in fisticuffus. It is is the worst fight. Everybody's showing up to a sword fight with a whip. It is the worst fight in Game of Thrones. History. Yeah. History. It is the worst fight on the show. Um, And while they are fighting... Doran Martell, who's probably literally watching from his balcony. Like, I don't even think he foresaw this. Yeah. I think he was just watching a bunch of people fight in his balcony. He's like, guards, get down there. Yeah. Um, but he, so he catches everybody. Jamie and Braun are taken to prison. Um, Jamie is, as a, the sign of a noble house, is in a, just taken to a nice room. Braun is sent to regular prison with the sand snakes. The sand snakes flirt yep. with him. Boy, do they. To show, uh, and hindsight being twenty twenty, very sloppily introduces the notion of poison. Yeah. Um, Jamie is taken from his. Oh, he has a he has a reuniting with uh, Marcella. Yeah. Where Marcella's like, uh, "Are you kidding? Like, I am betrothed to a dreamy. Do you see a his dre- eyes, a Dad? Mediterranean god. Uh, yeah. Jamie's like, "No, you got to come home." She's like, "I don't want to." He's like, "Please come home." Uh, Doran is like, "Listen." Y'all fucked up. Yep. He's like, I'm but sending I'm gonna you. This. Yeah, I'm going to fix this. Yeah. The only diplomat in the entire, the yeah. only one with any diplomatic acumen in the entire Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. But that is now still there because, like, Tyrion's gone. Yeah. Right? So, he's the only, like, give him the throne. Give, I mean, Seriously, so, we would be all great. He's very under control. So, he sends them off. He says, Ilaria, you've crossed me twice. You need to cool out, girl. If you cross me one <laughs> yeah. more time... I'm killing you. You understand? Yeah. He's like, I have, I just, I had a billion reasons to kill y'all twice now. I had a billion reasons to kill Jamie Lannister. I don't like killing, but you are pushing me. Yeah. Um, so he, he, you know, he slaps the stand, sand snakes on the wrist. He slaps Laria's sand. He says, Jamie, Braun, get out of my castle. Yeah. Take Marcella with you. Yeah. But. My son is going with you too, Tristan. Yeah. Or Tristane, because everything has to be a little bit weird and different. (laughs) Um, He says, my son is coming with you and he's going to take his his place on the small council. Yeah. Um, So again, very diplomatic, very smart. Um, Jamie and Bronn get sent home. Uh, Did he he send anybody kind of like on the side to watch the goings on like did he send um did he send Hota? I would say did he send uh Ariel Hota? The yeah. Is that his name? The big guy? Yeah, the big dude. Yeah, I don't think so. Ving Rhames. Did he send I don't Rames? think he sent him. We okay. can't call him Ving Rhames because we're doing Marcellus Wallace jokes right okay, now. Okay, it's true. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I Michael don't know Clark Duncan. I don't know why I thought. I guess maybe he thought like, that might have been a misstep. Like, oh, by the way, I know the only, uh, I know the only um, leverage we had over you was having your kid here pretty much unprotected. Well, guess what? You got to take her now. And I'm going to send my kid to you unprotected. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it was pretty much just like, you saw what we can do here. You better watch out for him or all of Dorne will be marching over that hill. Yeah. You know, and we don't care about the cold. Yeah. And he's like, you will, like, yeah, you will not dare. Yeah. 
do something to my son. Uh-huh. Because we already have enough grievances yeah, to yeah. start we, a war we, that would really annoy you. Yeah, yeah. it's going to really suck for you guys. Because yeah. we know you got those weirdos up there with those hoods. Yeah. And we will make it even worse. We will make it terrible. So anyway, that's the Dorn storyline. Uh, we probably, again, like, um, what do you guys think? 12 sentences is uh, is how Did I... Did you say that she was... Oh, I'm sorry. We fin- we didn't finish. Okay. So uh, so they're on the boat, or, or they're, they're, they're at the dock, and Ilaria Sand, uh, under the guise of being very sorry, yeah. gives Marcella a big smooch. Yeah. And Marcella's like, ew, what was that about? We didn't even know each other. <laughs> yeah. Is this what you guys do on boats? They get on the boat. They uh, they float away. Jamie and Marcella have a nice conversation where Marcella's like, look, I know you're my dad. And he's yeah. like, oh, this is actually really nice that like I have this kid that I love that I can acknowledge, at least in private. Yeah. Because he, he couldn't even do that with Joffrey and Tommen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Marcella's like, yeah, what's the matter? I'm going to be married to What's-His-Face in two seconds. Uh, my groomy yeah. boyfriend. As the the second this comes out of her mouth, she uh, a little, little trickle of blood. Trickle of blood. The old poison on the lips. Yeah, the old blood under the nose. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is dead. This boat. Yeah. This happens, and the boat is within eye shot of the Dornish coast. Yeah. Like you, shot. Um, like it is the she equi- confirmed dead. She's not confirmed dead. Okay. I mean, I'm going to say. Like, she's not confirmed dead. Not... It's pretty... I mean, it seems very clear that she's going to die, but uh, we didn't see her with cookies on her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't be 100% yeah. sure. Nobody's dead without eye cookies. But, I mean, this... If this happened in a movie, they would be at the end of the driveway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so if that boat keeps going, no then this back. is... Then this is like... I, I don't know how to explain. It. I mean, I guess, but maybe the maybe the strategic thing is to keep the boat. Pepperidge Farm brand, I. I know a great doctor in King's Landing. Let's go much further. Yeah, yeah, terrible. But like they had, I mean, they had a like they, they've got a Dornish per they've got Dornish kid on there. Yeah. He might know his way around an antidote or two. Tristane. Yeah. So like I don't know. He's not going to be happy about this, but we'll, yeah. we'll get to all that. Stuff neither's later. neither's the Sand Snakes are so. Blanches. Man, they cut them off at the knees in this show compared to the books. Like, yeah. And I'm not trying to be that book guy, but a there's three of them compared to like twelve Seven, or think. yeah. And they were so cunning and smart, and they made yeah. them just seem like like petty, they petty just made, kids. Yeah, they made them just seem like hotheads. Yeah, like no, like they cool had man. they had a warrior's mentality and like and 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 cunning. There was no cunning in this whatsoever. Like, there's no cunning in kissing a child on the mouth with poison. She might as well have stabbed her, yeah. right? For how far that boat got away, yeah. Right? Like, there would have been no real difference. I would mean, you yeah. want a Would you want a half hour head start? Yeah. I mean, it was um, the, the the. I feel like the season did justice to Doran Martell. Yeah. Um. And nobody else. I mean, everything that Alaria Sand was, I felt like. Yeah. Was, uh, I mean. I think actually, I, here's what I'll say: is that I, it was an interesting turn for Alaria Sand, yeah. in the sense that like we kind of got to follow her grief and see where that's taken her. But it was not. Um, but it, it was in terms of like respecting her, kind of uh, her savvy and her mm-hmm. acumen. No. 
Yeah, no. You're and right. the Sand Snakes themselves, um, aside from being um, very, very nice to look at and having interesting weapons that they did things with, like... <sighs> This is just yeah. This just this whole part is just a big old sigh. It's just this whole season, kind of a big old sigh. Like there was very cool shit that happened this season, yeah. but on the whole, this felt like a like this. This was the season where so many people were like, "I guess I could not watch this show anymore." Like like I, I could. It didn't feel like it was appointment watching anymore. No, it parts was of this it was like you can watch clips of this season and get everything you need to get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas season four, which I have said many times already, was the best this show has been so mm-hmm. far. Yeah. Uh, was you want to see how we get to those moments and how we, where we go from those moments. Whereas with this season, it was just like, oh, that was really cool. I had read the books. I knew what was going to happen in season four and they still left me with my mouth open a bunch of times. It was very well executed. Yeah. Now the reason, so the reason I brought up the, the um, like, could we have skipped Bravo's storyline and done done it all in one episode in season six? Uh-huh. Part of the reason I did that is because I thought that Dorn was something that deserved expansion. Now here's my question. Um, Bravo's is a storyline. Dorn is a storyline. These are both storylines right now. With these two storylines, we still have the looming... And I don't want to turn this into a prediction session, but I just want to really quick get your pulse. We have to now incorporate into these two storylines... Or not into these two storylines, but along with these two storylines. We have to incorporate Bran. And we have to incorporate um, the, uh, the, the crack... What are they called? Greyjoys. The Greyjoys. We have to include two rather big arcs into season six while also um, satisfactorily moving these two storylines, which I think we both believe, to some extent, could have been expanded on. Well, everybody's going to start coming... I mean, without predicting, like, I think what's going to happen is... It's hard to say without predicting. I think people are going to get closer together. Mm-hmm. Like, geographically closer together. In every sense. So, these storylines, you're not going to necessarily have these like long cutaways from one space to the other. It's going to be like, yo, guess what? Like, you know, the Dornish now have... Now their hands are tied because that ship has very literally sailed. You know, now we have to attack. Right. Or the Greyjoys... Uh, who knows about the Greyjoys, but, you know, maybe Daenerys is going to take the fight back to King's Landing. Maybe uh, things are going to reconsolidate in a central part of Westeros, mm-hmm. and we're not going to have to do these cutaways. Yeah, I um, mean, the the north, you've got the the Boltons, you've got the Wall, you have uh, Podrick and, uh, and Brienne. Uh, you've got Stannis and his people up there, Melisandre. Like, so a lot of that is already now mm-hmm. at this point very condensed. Yeah. Uh, Sansa. Yeah. Um, Theon. Oh, All fair. All fair. Yeah. And so I guess, and then I guess my other question is, um, if like I, I think that um, Dorne in particular was 
the most poorly done arc easily of the entire series. Arc and I was, and production, yeah, yeah. and easily I, the the B team. And I just I was just curious. Let's for a second imagine that the Dornish arc, and I and like like kind of take away the try to take away the specifics and the timeline of it, but just like take the arc itself. And place it in season one, two, three, or four. Uh huh. What, like, I, I guess what I want to know is, like, does, like, I don't know, like, the thing about the Dorn Shark is, like, nothing about it felt vital. Nothing about it felt, and, and like, even, like, like, a character like Jamie, who we spent so much time, like, getting yeah. to know and getting. You know, and getting on our side. Nothing about it felt like there, I felt like there were no stakes. Well, it certainly didn't seem economical. Yeah, in terms of like e- economy of moves that um, that the show was taking. If this show is going to incorporate these two relatively huge arcs while not dropping any balls that it set up before, it's going to have to get much more economical with its moves. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to like we don't spend this much time here. We don't watch a tree grow for. You know, half an episode. Yeah. Um, and it can't have these little asides like it had with Dorn and go so deep into it and be so poorly executed and so poorly paced. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they don't do that. Hopefully they learn their lesson in more than just like we can't treat women like absolute garbage yeah. in this show and have people not think about tuning out. Yeah. So we frequently say that George R. R. Martin bit off more than he could chew, chew in the books. Mm-hmm. Because as dense... Because uh, the books are... They go from very dense to extraordinarily dense. Mm-hmm. To so to dense, black hole dense. To black hole dense. To density to the point where he had to write two, what, 800-page books mm-hmm. that were supposed to be one book at the start. Yeah. Um, is the show too dense? Is Are these... Is, is the Dorn arc... And kind of the failure to honor it, but also the necessity of it. Is this an indication that the show is starting to buckle under its own weight? I think there's a few. I think there's a few uh, points in the show where that can be, where that's uh, um, evident. Um, I think some of the subject matter that had such got you know, people in such an uproar and rightly so this past season isn't, is evident of that because it's like when you have a show that constantly has to one up itself in terms of getting a gut reaction from the audience, um, eventually you turn to kind of cheap tactics like, Oh, we're just going to make the most vulnerable, um, pure of heart character get sexually assaulted. You know, I think that's evident of that. I think, um, you know, but then we get the cool stuff about that too, where they need to one up themselves, and we get giant snow battle with these monsters, and and it's the coolest goddamn thing. You know, th- this season may have been the worst that this show's ever had on a whole. It also had the coolest sequence this show's ever had on a whole. Maybe the best yeah. episode of this show ever was contained within the worst season of this show ever. And I you- think. That- that's true of a lot of the moments of this season. There are a lot of extremely cool moments from this season yeah, in a bad season yeah. um, of the show, in, in a bad season. Um, but to to the point of the show buckling under, is it, is it a bit off more than they can chew? Is it too dense? Is it, is it buckling under its own weight? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I think last season 
Yes, in a way, it, it did. But as I've said before, I'll say it again, I think the last season was the bridge. The bridge between, for the most part, the books and them making their, cutting their own path mm-hmm. uh, through the forest. Go so to, to me. Yeah. You're uh, on your own now. So I think they're going to be back on track. I think uh, um, things will be a little more, a little more smooth from here on out. Well, here's hoping, Michael. All right, before we get to uh, King's Landing, uh, I'd like to take a moment uh, to invite you all to go to uh, audibletrial.com slash starkravenmad and uh, sign up for a free audiobook trial from audible.com. I have the fourth book. What is that? Feast for Crows? Feast of Crows? Feast for Crows. Feast for Crows uh, and Dance of Dragons. Uh, which I still have to uh, still have to listen to. I hope to get it done by the time uh, the season six starts. But play it on that double what time and a half speed that Audible allows you to do. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. You know what? Uh, I find that single speed. I, I I don't do it for podcasts, but for books on tape, which I very rarely use anyway. But when I do use it, single speed is so slow and slow so clear most of the time. Yeah. That I I can listen on triple speed. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, Dave's just better than us. I'll take it a look. I'll take it. I'll take it a look. Go, go take it a look. I'll Dave. take it a look. I'll take it a look. Take it a look. Take it a look. Uh, so go to audibletrial.com slash starkrivenmad and uh, sign up for a free trial. We get a few bucks and you get a free audiobook and you can choose from the Game of Thrones books. That's pretty cool. Also want to try this out. Um, I want to try giving you all $5. Oh, Mike, thank gonna, you. Uh, you're, you're welcome. I'm going to try and give you all $5. I'll take that cash money. The, you. Well, it's not possible. Uh, the way that this will work is if you like shopping on Amazon.com. Who doesn't? Right. Uh, if you have not used the app, download the app and use this code and you will get a $5 credit. Simple as that. The Mike. code is Mike. Two, three, six, seven, N, as in Nancy. If you use that code, uh, you will get a $5 credit. $5 off whatever order you want. And uh, that so code is? That code, again, is M-I-K-E, two, three, six, seven, N. So Super easy way to remember that. Mike, 23, the year Jordan. Jordan. Uh, 67, uh, Jordan tripled. <laughs> Plus one, minus no, tripled, minus two, and now's the time to use the code. <laughs> so easy. easy way, so Very easy. Mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, full disclosure, I also get five bucks. Oh my! So this is a Ponzi scheme. It's not a Ponzi. This is a pyramid scheme. That's not a neither of those. It's a pyramid. You were going. If, what do we? We usually get about a thousand more like, listeners to this. More like Mike Madoff. Yeah. Mike made off with our five bucks. Oh, man. No, you get five dollars. I get five dollars. This is really yeah, but it's, equal. It's, yeah, but it, it, here's the thing. We have, our listeners don't have a thousand listeners. We have a thousand listeners. Yeah. And so you, if you get 5,000 Amazon bucks off of this, you're paying for something for me and Rob. Yeah. I want one of these. Yeah. You're getting it. You're, that money doesn't go just okay. to you. Let's all be and, honest. Uh, I'm lucky if one get, person does yeah, this. Yeah, if one, one, if yeah. one person does this. Uh, but if you want, if you want to be that one person, use the code M I K E two three six seven N when you download the Amazon app on your phone and use it for the first time. It's got to be first time. All right, David, take it over and take us to King's Landing. Great. Uh, yeah. So we're moving over to King's Landing. We we 
just touched on the fact that the King's Landing arc begins with um, Cersei dealing with the de- aftermath of Tywin's death. Yeah. Um, so, um, if we recall from season four, season four was very much about Tywin being back in King's Landing and running shit. Um, all of Cersei's control and stuff was going away. Um, Cersei was being pushed to the back burner. She was engaged to marry uh, Loras Tyrell, which Ugh. she didn't want to do. She was being phased out of uh, Tommen's life. Loras. Yeah. Snorris yeah. Tyrell. <laughs> Everything was <coughs> coming up anti-Cersei. Nailed it. Yeah. Perfect. I know, right? So, with Tywin dead, Cersei's like, guess who's back in charge? Yeah. Mama. Um, she takes over the small council. Mama. She fills it with sycophants. Uh, Tywin's brother, Cersei's uncle Kevin, comes to King's Landing and uh, offers to help however he can. Cersei's like, great, thank you. Uh, then she's like, I'm Hand of the King. You can have... Uh, I forget what the tokenistic job she gives him is. It's... Um, gives who? Offers Kevin... Was he? He was. She didn't make him master of coin. That master was, of coin was Tyrell. Um, was uh, uh, Tyrell. Yeah. Um, um, oh, I can't remember. Pycelle was master of secrets. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I, yeah, I want to say like army something with the yeah, army. It, 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 was it, it ships? Master of ships. I master of was. ships. Yeah. Master of ships. So anyway. Uh, Got old Stannis's old 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 seat. Yeah. So Kevin says, uh, "I am not going to be one of your sycophants." And he says, "If you're ever if you ever want the King's Landing to get run the right way, call me back." Yeah. And then he <laughs> and flipped he, his shades down from his. Yeah. Because they were. Extended. He flipped his shades down, scooted off on. He his had his barrister sell me. I can come through the eight of you like I was cutting a cake moment. Yeah. 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 Uh, so he's gone. No one believe it, though, because it's Kevin Lannister. Yeah. Barristan. Ooh. Uh, Lancel Lannister shows up. Uh, Lancel. And Cersei had a fling when Jaime was gone. And he's like, yo, I found God. <laughs> yeah. Found Do you God. have time to talk about the seven? And Cersei's like, Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Unless no you're getting cares. in this, I don't want to hear this thing of flapping and flapping. Yeah. So uh, so right off the bat, and then, then, then the last thing that happens kind of in, in the first third of the season is Tommen and Marjorie get married. Uh, and he, and Tommen bangs Marjorie. He doesn't not bang her. Yeah, he has sex with her and it is cool. Yeah. Um, and Tommen quickly becomes he likes it. the coolest he, king. He loves yeah. it. And um, Marjorie clearly feels like she is, like that Cersei is in her way. Yeah, that she's stepping on her toes. Yeah, and in, and uh, Tommen at some po- at one point tries to convince Cersei to go back to Casterlock, and she's like, "Fuck you, you little twelve year old son of a gun! I'm not doing it, <laughs> son of an uncle." Yeah. So, in so right so in within probably the first three episodes, we have the three things that are going to be Cersei's arc. In this season, and which downfall. are arc and downfall. One is that <clears throat> she's taking control over things. She's micromanaging the kingdom again. The other thing is that um, that there is a religion popping up, and the first hint of that is Lancel Lannister. Yeah, and then the third Sparrows. thing, and then the third thing is is that she's fighting for space with Marjorie Tyrell. Yeah, um, Marjorie is a woman with her own designs and desires. And Cersei does not factor into any of them unless 
you count her living in Casterly Rock alone. And arguably way more means than Cersei at this point. Even, mm-hmm. you know, she, she's she got the might of Highgarden behind her and all the wealth there, too. This is the two, arguably the two wealthiest families in Westeros. Right. And the... The Tyrells and the Lannisters. Well, the Lannisters are also in, uh, with King's Landing, also in pretty great debt at this point. Too, well, no, the, the, the Lannisters are not in debt. King's the, Landing. Uh, Tywin makes a big point of this. Yeah. He says, Casterly <laughs> Rock... Trump. Yeah. He says, Casterly no, no. <laughs> I never committed bankruptcy. Never declared bankruptcy. Yeah. Casterly Rock is, is in no have. debt. <laughs> King's Landing is in debt. So, yeah. Tommen... Two the Lannisters. Yeah. Tommen is in debt. Trump Casino... Yeah. ...has declared bankruptcy. <laughs> I personally have never committed... Declared bankruptcy. Oh, we should... We should, at the end of this, we should assign um, each of the... Each of the current... Nominees or each of the current uh, candidates too. Somebody's done that. I saw. I saw a meme. Dope meme. What? Such a dank meme. Um, what's the question? Oh, there was no question. Oh, ask uh, one. Okay. Um, so the um, so these are the um, so these are the arcs. Um, soon after, uh, so Lancel is the first kind of. Chirping of this is the Sparrows show up. Yeah. The Sparrows are a group of religious fanatics uh, who believe in fundamentalism. Yeah. They uh, believe in a rejection of worldly possessions. Yeah. They don't like sex. They don't like gay people. Uh, this, that, and the third. Buggery. Uh, one of their first things they do is they find the High Septon in a whorehouse and they beat him up. Yeah. They beat they him do. up and the High Septon goes back to the small council and says, Cersei... I want justice. Uh, but Cersei actually, Cersei sees this as an opportunity to really seize command, right? Uh, the the, the quote-unquote Baratheon throne yep. has been losing favor for a long time, partially because t- Joffrey was a monster. Yeah. The rumor has officially gotten out that uh, that the the Baratheon boys were incestuous. Baratheon. Baratheon boys were uh, incestuous bastards. Yeah. And so when this... And, and just like they're running out of money. So when this religious faction comes, people flock to it. Yeah. And Cersei it's an easy sees, sell. Cersei sees this as a way to curry favor with the people and as a way to um, kind of game change and shake things up within the structure of like the Tyrells who are causing her problems, all these different factions that are causing her problems. Let me just say this. When mm-hmm. when fascism comes to Westeros, it will be wrapped in a flag of the seven and carrying <laughs> a book of the seven. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Put that out there. Mm-hmm. Stay mm-hmm. ever vigilant, Westerosi. So Cersei says, I want to talk to this guy who runs these people that beat you up, High Sparrow. And she finds him, and he's a very humble man. And he's calling himself the High Sparrow, although he doesn't call himself that. He's like, that's what other people call me. I'm just a sparrow. He's very much one of these people who's like, those are not my, not my words. Yeah. But it's very much like, yeah, I am that thing. Yeah. Uh, While he eats his gruel. Yeah. So Cersei, again, uh, with this gambit that this might be the thing that helps solidify her power, says, you know what? I like the cut of your jib. Do you want to be uh, in charge of the faith? Yeah. You want to... Here, check check us out. Let me throw you a bone. Yeah. I'm going to lift that uh, band we had on the Holy Army. I'm going to let you guys build an army up. And she's... This is right where you're like, she's she's no Tywin. 
this this move right here is so this is short sighted. You, you just have no idea of what the variables are in this yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, this is also another great example of somebody walking in with a clipboard yeah. and like ten minutes later is in charge of a religion. <laughs> All he had to do was print something out. Yeah. Made an outline and everything worked out. So anyway, she revives, she brings him back and revives the Faith Militant, yeah. which is a group of warriors that are loyal not to the crown, but to the faith, to yeah. the seven. Uh, however, their first action is to raid one of Littlefinger's brothels yep. to, arra- to arrest Loras Tyrell, uh, Cersei's intended for buggery. Buggery. A.K.A. Doing nudes. Gay sex. Buggery. Buttery. Buttery goodness. Buttery, Buttery biscuit. Mm. Um, yeah. Dude things. So obviously this serves to drive a wedge between Tommen and Marjorie because Tommen can't do anything to solve this problem. Yeah. Um, Honestly, so, he still just wants to play with cats. Yeah. <laughs> Young cats. man. So so Marjorie's like, Tommen, do something. Tommen says, okay. And then he really can't. And when he can't, Marjorie's like, well then, I'm not having sex with you yeah. anymore. And he is like, what? But, but I'm king. Yeah. And she's like, you want this good, good? Yeah. Um, so, um, so Tommen is sad and Cersei's <laughs> smirking because, uh, she, he feels like he's driven a wedge between yeah. Tommen and Marcella. Marjorie. I mean, Marjorie, Marjorie, of course. Um, so Marjorie goes to the faith herself to get Loras back. And when she goes, she gets in prison for lying because they're like, oh, is this the truth? Is this the truth? And then Olivar comes out and is like, nah, I've been having sex with that guy. And the and the High Sparrow's like, you just said he wasn't having you just sex lied with this under boy. oath. Yeah. Mm. So he gets, uh, so he gets, so, I mean, sorry, so, so Marjorie gets sent to prison. So now, Shoney, Sam Watterson, the two sides. <laughs> Of House Tyrell. We're getting mixed messages uh, <laughs> from the jury. Isn't that just the dude from Alf? Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Alf, Alf? What are you doing, Alf? I asked him not to eat the cat, Alf. They're, they're similar. <laughs> right, they're similar. They're similar, for sure. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, so now the two... Uh, the, the future of House Tyrell is in religious prison. So Lady Olena says, all right, I'm going to show you pups how to do it. Yeah. She has a meeting with the High Sparrow. The High Sparrow says, Sorry. I don't care. They broke the law and they got to pay. Uh, Lady Olena says, you understand, like, you know, you got a nice, uh, nice thing going on here. It'd be a shame if House Tyrell stopped providing food for the capital. Um, and the High Sparrow says, well, who picks the food? Who actually does the farming. Yeah. He's like the pe- the farmers believe in the in the seven. They don't believe in the house Tyrell and there will always be more people, more poor people than nobility. And there always will be. And Olenna is shook. Yeah. She's like, yo, I just counted those ants outside. There's a lot more of them than me. Yeah. So um so Olenna's mad and she's and I, I don't know if she has anything to do with this, but Lilfinger shows up in King's Landing. Like, somebody's been messing with somebody's my Somebody's been messing with my horse! <laughs> oh, they've been... T- they've been... I can... T- somebody's been sitting in my chair! <laughs> I can sense it. The this, butt grooves are different. The... 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 Uh, dry bears. <laughs> I don't know why we made him German. Dry bear. <laughs> yeah. The dry bear. Awesome. Um... 
So Littlefinger shows up and he's like, they've been raiding my brothels. I got some big business to talk about. Uh, I'm mad at you, Cersei. Uh, but he goes, he goes to Cersei and he says, hey, Cersei, got some news. Sansa Stark is alive. Yeah. And she's about to marry Ramsay Bolt. Uh, he's like, uh, and he's like, so listen, I know you're, I was like, I should be furious at you about these whorehouses. I don't care. Give me some troops. He's like, Stannis Baratheon is breathing down Bolton's neck. They're about to go after it. Give me troops. I will wait for those two to fight and then stomp whoever is the winner. That said, once it happens, I want to be warden in the north and I want to marry Sansa. Cersei's like, I want to kill Sansa. He's like, this is the deal. She says, okay. (laughs) And so Littlefinger... um, like it's it's amazing in the show like how people can turn losses into gains. Yeah. And Littlefinger might be the king of turning losses into gains. He and he and uh and Varys. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so Littlefinger like again like very economically uh you know, you you think you understand his plan and then it turns out to be bigger than you ever thought it was. Yeah. Uh he's already what he what he's already the head of the area or whatever that's called, right? Uh, yeah, Lord of the Area. He's Lord of the Vale. Lord of the Vale, yeah, yeah. and he's about to become. He has a shot at being the warden, warden of, the of the goddamn North. You know, yeah, Eddard Stark's former, yeah, former seat. Yeah, so it, it's crazy. Um, he has a meeting with Elena Tyrell. It, first of all, very interesting because this is the first time in the show where they've just out and out said, "Yeah, we killed Joffrey, mm-hmm. yeah, me yeah. and you." Um, and Elena is like, you need to handle your religion stuff. Yeah. It is crazy. Because if I go down, if my family goes down, yeah. I'm snitching. Yeah. I am snitching. Uh, and I think he's just like, we'll get it done. Yeah, like, cool out, baby. We'll girl. get it done. Yeah. The wolf's on it. Yeah, the wolf's on it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's all you needed to say. Yeah. So, is this, I don't know, <laughs> is this directly related to Lancel? Like, is that, like, is this part of Littlefinger's gambit, or do you think, or is this just incidental that they have a meeting and then Lancel says, hey, Hi Sparrow, I gotta confess, I've been having sex with Cersei. I had sex with, I had sex with Katie, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from, uh, yeah. From the Chappelle Matt show. Yeah. Not my I girlfriend. I don't know. I think it could, go, it could go either way, because I can see him having to go through the process of uh, penance yeah. and mm-hmm. and uh, reconciliation and, and just saying everything and then waiting for the, them waiting for the best moment or the high sparrow waiting for the best moment to act on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could also see it being the case where uh, Alana gets word to Lancel uh, or Loras or either of them and um, or yeah, it was Lancel uh, and says, hey, I know about this. You know about this. Let them know about this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then see what happens. Yeah. Um, but then again, this is getting into the speculation. It's like, what's the 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 biggest? What's the big move for who? Yeah, for all of them. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's going to take the sparrow, down, the high sparrow, down? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, because we know that we, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, uh, but we know that the north. Is Bolton territory yeah. at the end of this season, like more than it ever was. Yep. Um, yep. 
We don't know what houses are loyal to to the Boltons, other than just the Boltons themselves. Uh, for now, from what I can from what I can tell, um, I believe the Little Finger. Yeah, they, they probably are after the the Stark issue. Yeah, no, the um, car Starks are like yeah. bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we know that uh, Stannis is is pretty much decimated. Uh, Littlefinger was planning on kind of cherry picking that fight. Uh, so but there's it, not really much to cherry pick. But there's not, not there's not much there at this point. Uh, so he may see a fine out and next step. And bring the the veil to King's Landing. Knights of the Veil are nothing to be trifled with. Nope. Yeah, the they veil and then very real. Yeah, the veil and High Garden yeah. coming into King's Landing. And maybe Dorne. Really, really take a shit they're, over. They're, I mean, they're they're. I think uh, war is coming. Like winter's coming and war is coming. War is yeah, yeah. The war of the five kings is over. The war of the whatever is coming. Yeah. So anyway, um, so Cersei gets arrested, and she, because Lancel confesses that they had this incestuous affair, Cersei is locked up. She is also accused of her affair with Jaime and her role in Robert Baratheon's death, which to me suggests Littlefinger and Elena must be involved. Because to know that much, you have to be somebody who is way on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. she is not tortured, but she has a septa that's very mean to her. She uh, super mean. Yeah. The septa, at one point, Cersei looks her in the eyes and says, I promise that I'm going to kill you. No, no, she says, I promise I will watch you. Oh, what was the line? She says, she says remember this face, right? Yeah. I'm going to... Look at this, me. Look at me. I'm She's going saying. to watch... You are go- This is the last face you're going to see before you die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. it is. She that says... That was the one. Something yeah. like that. Um, so... Uh, so, so Cersei's locked up. Maester Pycelle somehow is like, I'll take control of this small council. Which is like, what? I'm still you're like, you're still here? Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like he's doing, already taking the bridge over. Yeah, doing like weird experiments in the basement. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I'll take the small council. But his first move is to call Kevin Lannister to return to King's Landing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, Secretary of like Transportation. Yeah. Taking over as president because other things have happened. Because the president had to get had to go under for surgery. Yeah. Um, so Cersei is, uh, held without, like, water and food. Finally, she's like, I just need to go back home. I have no, I have no leverage right now. So she goes back home, or so, or so she goes to the High Sparrow, she says, I admit to having sex with Lancel. I deny everything else, I categorically deny it. The guy says, alright, you can go home, and he's like, but, you don't just go home the way you think you go home. Yeah. You gotta walk there. You gotta do the walk. Naked. You need some of that mother's mercy. And somebody's gonna, sh- somebody's gonna ring a bell and yell shame. And Cersei's like, whatever it takes to get home. We're gonna CGI your face on somebody else's body. Yeah. That wasn't her. No. Yeah, it was not her. Really? Yeah. Um. So she does it. It is. Uh, it's one of the. It's an incredible scene. Yeah, it's very powerful. Very powerful. She gets back to the keep finally. Pycelle's waiting there with the robe. And he says, yo, I can't imagine how hard that is going to be. Things are about to get easier. I brought the mountain back. Yeah. That was, yeah, Kyburn. Yeah. Oh, Kyburn. I've been calling him Pycelle all the time. That's, this is Kyburn. Everything yeah, yeah. that happened was Kyburn. Yeah, yeah Kyburn's uh, like, I've been noodling around in the basement. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I might uh, have I, something I, I apologize. Enjoy. I kept, yeah. kept saying Pycelle, it was Kyburn. Yeah, Kyburn. I kept a couple yeah. things. Um, yeah, Kyburn's like, check this out. I brought the mountain back to life. 
Yeah. We don't have... Sir Robert Strong. Yeah. We don't have 100% confirmation it's the mountain, but it's the mountain. It's the mountain. I mean, like, this is where, like, things are, like... The show is just, like, they can't keep things in their pocket the same way the book can. Exactly. Like, that is the mountain. If you remember last season, we did a uh, special interview... With the mountain. Half the Julius Bjornsson. Half the yeah. Julius Bjornsson. Half the Julius Bjornsson. He listens to Sack Well Nads. Sack Well Nads. Like this. We're going to bring that that sound clip back at the beginning of uh, the next. Of season. Yeah. Like a laser. Pew, pew, pew. We're going to bring that sound back at the beginning of season six. But what I was going to say was I asked them directly. I was like, hey, mountain. Is it you? And he's like, oh, no, I can't really say. I uh, can't say. Um, and I didn't press him. Yeah. So, Because how can you? Yeah. How can um, I? Yeah. But, um, so that is that is Cer- the end of Cersei's storyline. Um, I think that this was one of the more interesting and involved storylines yeah. of season yeah. five. Yeah, the, most, question. the most time it was the most involved, it was uh, the most interesting. Uh, one of the most interesting. One of the most, certainly the most... Interesting of what we've covered tonight. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Question. Uh, it was one of, if not the most tight. Yes. Storylines. Yes. It's good economy uh, in this. Yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So this was yeah. So I mean, if this was a great this was a great storyline. Um, there was a beginning. Like I mean, this was a this this felt like a seasons of con- a season worth of content. Yeah, this was Cersei a started one way, she ended one way, and we are interested and invested to see what happens next. Not because we want to know what happens next, but because we got there. Yeah, we went the whole way with, through her, and now it's time to see this new chapter in her life. Arya's thing does not feel like a new chapter. Dorne does not feel like a new chapter. King's Landing. Now that Cersei's out of prison, but still uh, being accused of certain things, yeah. with Marjorie still in prison, but with this, but like with Cersei having a new, uh, a yeah. new lease on life, yeah. this feels like a new chapter. Yeah, this yeah. is like we are all on Team Cersei. Yeah, and we want to see her wreck shop in King's Landing. Yeah, I want to s- drag him through rats, rats mead. What's it called? Flea bottom. Flea bottom. Well, I mean, we want to. I like. I do. I want to see Cersei. I want. I want that scepter. Yeah. I want to see her die on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want her head. I want. Uh, I. I mean, like, I, yeah, Cersei is still a bad guy. I think. Yeah. But um, I in, mean, insofar as anyone on this show is is a, yeah. is, is like objectively good or bad. Yeah. Yes. But I think next season is uh, you know Cersei's you know Michael Corleone moment. Yeah. Uh, it's the baptism. Yeah. It is that. It is that scene. It is that moment. Where you uh, start to wonder: Is Michael Corleone a villain or yeah, a good like, guy? Oh shit! What do we do? <laughs> like this guy, yeah, like this guy that was our surrogate. I mean, not, and I know, I know that Cersei is it, with Cersei. It's actually an interesting thing because it's going to be: Is Cersei the good guy or the villain? It's kind of the other way around. We're going to be rooting for Cersei to really mess some stuff up, and then who knows what comes there? Yeah. Um, is there any? Are there any observations about? Uh, King's Landing. I mean, again, uh, avoiding speculation because we're going to save that for another podcast. Um, is, is there anything we want to talk about in the execution or in the uh, in the characters that show up? Not for King's Landing. I thought, uh, as I said, I thought it was the most tight of most, if not all, of the storylines. Yeah. 
and what a change in a location in one season. You yeah. know, we've gone from like it's lost the grandeur of the Baratheon. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it's it's pretty much like it's kind of in shambles. Tommen is pretty powerless. Yeah, in, yeah, in and his, that's the thing we forgot to mention was when Marjorie goes to jail. Tommen locks himself in his room for the yeah. rest of the season. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, no! Yeah. What's his face? Uh, Howard Hughes is himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, hope he's that, building a giant airplane. That's one of the, the things that I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before that's annoyed me so much about this. And it has nothing to do with real production so much as the storyline itself. Uh, and that's having listened slash read to the um, World of Ice and Fire untold history of yeah. Westeros and the Game of Thrones, and hearing how past kings have dealt with the faith militant uh, and damn near wiped them out, went to war with them, just kind of decimated them, uh, and to see this happen, because I listened to that prior to uh, season five, uh, to see how this plays out is very frustrating, um, but also very interesting for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as always, we'll just end with a question, because that seems like a thing to do. Um, so my question is, who is running King's Landing right now? At the end of Season 5, who is in charge of King's Landing? I gotta say, that's the High Sparrow. Um, who's, who's running this, the city is still Cersei. Well, now, at the end of Season 5. But who has the power? Definitely. I mean, we don't know how... I mean, if you've got the poor behind you, you've got the bulk of the city. Um, it's, it's really hard to say. It's def- It's contested. It's contested. There's no clear answer there. Um, I think Cersei is on an upswing that we will see pretty, pretty right. quickly. But that's, that's on deck. Sure. Uh, for me, definitely the end. Uh, at the end of this season, the High Sparrow is running things. You can't end with that walk and think anything differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have the end of that walk and see what is probably likely going to yeah. happen. Um, but yeah, I think it's like we're going into halftime. Uh, the the Cowboys just rallied huge, come up like fourteen points mm-hmm. to tie the score up with the Eagles going in halftime but and then we're in the locker room and they're like guess what guys Brian Dawkins is back you know <laughs> and we're like oh shit this roommate just the most Philly specific <laughs> <laughs> there were so many different sports metaphors that you could have <laughs> nope, used I'm going, Phil, I'm going real Philly yeah. it all if um, you don't so know like, who Brian Dawkins is look him up uh, he's a beloved Philly figure very beloved I'd, 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 I'd get him back on the team today but um he like so yes we're kind of tied up right now like i think the momentum is shifting again which we did see at the end of season 5 i don't know where it's going to go but cersei's got some stuff up her sleeve and more than anything's got a head full of steam right now like ready to explode so but who's running it it's not right now like you it's very it's very contested. You've got the King's Guard and you've got the uh, the um, Faith militant. militant. So you've got like you don't know who like who, if someone someone's house is on fire. Who are you calling? I don't know. Who, I don't know what you're doing in Flea Bottom. If your house is on fire, that's why let your house burn, right? Yeah, your house. Burns. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the King's rains. Guard has <laughs> been ineffective. 
yeah. because they haven't been given the power behind them to do what needs to be done, which yeah. is just wipe these people out of there. Uh, wipe them out of King's Landing. Uh, not necessarily kill them all, just get them out. Um, and that's why I'm saying, like, the High Sparrow is running the show in King's Landing right now. He's, yeah. He can do whatever the hell he wants to do. Um, up until the start of this coming coming season, he is running running the show. And whether or not uh, it's going to be uh, Cersei, or there's going to be a Tyrell um, Baelish yeah. alliance, and the uh, High Garden and the Vale come in and swoop up the remnants of this, because it should be extremely easy for those two houses uh, and their combined forces to really just take over. Wipe out the the militant and be done with it. <clears throat> yeah. So it, it's it's something interesting and something that I think um, the I think this season purposely left it on our minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So that is um, that's going to be the first half of the uh, of our um, of our recap pod. Previously, yeah. So. We're clocking in at just about uh, just about an hour tw- hour fifteen, right? Or something mm-hmm. like that. Ish. Hour fifteen ish. Um, so you can expect about the same length. So in the time it takes you to watch two and a half episodes, you can get all the recap plus analysis that you need. We're going to come plus back with part two. All the wacky hijinks. Uh, part two will be the Wall, Marine, and Winterfell. Mm. And uh, and yeah, and uh, we. And so you will see us. You will hear from us next week. So the plugs is that what yeah plugs it yeah one yeah. more time for the contest uh, go to iTunes rate and review Stark Raven Mad and then let us know that you've done so by tweeting at us at SRM Podcast or email us anything that you would want want us to talk about or that you want us to say SRM Podcast at gmail dot com um, yep yeah. and uh, I'll start with the plugs um, I got nothing. The future Saturday nights 9pm at the Philly Improv Theater Uh, This is Rob You can see me uh, for now In uh, Outside Voices On Saturday nights at the Philly Improv Theater Um, Come check us out there I've started a new podcast Called the Spincast Podcast It is a comedic podcast that goes through Albums in their entirety And kind of discusses them in the grander social scope And discusses where they're going to fall in terms of how long will you be listening to this album. Um, it's with me and my buddy Jack O'Keefe. And you can check us out. We're at thespincast.com or uh, just type in The Spincast into iTunes or whatever uh, podcast aggregator you use. Um, give us a listen and please rate us, rate us and review us on iTunes because that's how we get views. Um, yeah, The Spincast. Cool. And this is Mike. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Marbach. Uh, follow uh, SRM at SRM Podcast. And uh, you can go to MikeMarbach.com for this podcast and others. We're currently going through Better Call Saul mm. uh, on Breaking Goodman, a Better Call Saul podcast. So if you like this show, you'll probably like that show. Uh, it's more um, improvisers and comedians sitting around talking about the show. Um, and it's a pretty good time. Also working on a new site where this podcast and the others will be moving over to along with some other fun stuff. Uh, and that should hopefully be done in time to premiere for the first episode of the new season of Stark Rape and Mad. Uh, for, uh, I guess, Rob, for David, 
Uh, I want to thank you all for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.